Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians broadcast. I am your host, founder and ministry leader, Brandon Dawson. Now, in this very special and urgent broadcast, I'm going to be revealing to you three major and very significant prophecies that I believe are about to be fulfilled. guys may have noticed that a few things have been a little bit off in our weather patterns lately. Now, it's extremely hot. There are massive amounts of unusual flooding and rainfall throughout the nation. There are numerous storms that are already brewing in the Atlantic, untypical for this time of year. And is there something more to this? And I believe there most certainly is. All signs are pointing to a very literal threat, a storm, literally, brewing on the horizon. With record-breaking rain across the west and a lot more still to come, it's a very unusual weather pattern, especially when you consider the overall set of atmospheric conditions on a synoptic or broad scale. It's not the set of circumstances you would expect to generate a weather pattern Tonight, like. The National Weather Service warned of life-threatening flash floods in South Florida, where more than two feet of rain has fallen in 48 hours. Meanwhile, another weather extreme is taking hold in other parts of the country. Record heat is possible today and tomorrow from Washington, D.C. to Boston. Temperatures nearly 30 degrees above normal. Dry and hot conditions fueling this forest fire in New Jersey. People from Denver to Minneapolis also seeing record warmth. The heat triggering rapid snowmelt. Authorities on alert for river flooding in 11 states from California to Michigan. When talking about the almost constant storms across the Bay Area in 2023, stop me if you've heard someone you know say something like this before. This is the worst I've ever seen it. 22 years old, I have not seen this myself. We were expecting a flood, but not like this. It's never been like this. In some cases, this is true, and we've seen our share of records fall. With one month remaining in the state's rainy season, the Sierra snowpack is nearing the all-time record set 1982-83. San Francisco saw the coldest record low on February 24th since the gold rush in 1891. And Bay Area-wide 2022-2023 has brought the highest precipitation in winter months in the last Tonight with what the National Weather Service is calling a particularly dangerous situation across several states. We have multiple tornadoes on the ground already today. At least six tornadoes reported at this hour. And the severe thunderstorm watches and warnings damaging winds into the night and in the northeast the storms blowing through affecting air travel and that worker hit by lightning 30 million americans across the south from texas to florida in the storm zone at this hour this monster tornado spinning through newton georgia that's in the southwest part of the state the area under a flood watch as well Well, I think it's absurd, Ryan, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, this satellite picture with Brett, future Cindy, and yet another vigorous tropical wave rolling off the African coast, you know, this looks like September. I mean, you just said it. We don't normally get the third storm until six weeks from now, and we're about to, either tonight or tomorrow, get Cindy. So, you know, this June picture in the tropics is just not normal 
want to update you. you on not one, not two, but three systems out in the Atlantic. We've got triple trouble out there. We've got a tropical storm, a tropical depression, and another tropical wave developing behind that one. You would think that it was the peak of hurricane season closer to August or September with this much action out in the Atlantic, but it's still just the first few weeks of hurricane season. We're still in the month of June. Into the summer, wet winter weather may be the last thing on our minds, but scientists have confirmed that El Nino is back. And it could mean a second year in a row of heavy rain for Southern California. Inland this year, the weather has been absolutely crazy. From monster tornadoes to historic floods and record-breaking cold and snow blasts, I, for one, am ready for a vacation. Unfortunately, things aren't looking to calm down anytime soon. We are on the brink of experiencing a super El Nino that will have the potential to cause more extreme weather through the rest of the year. In this now, these bizarre weather patterns are a result of a weather anomaly, which is called El Nino. Now, El Nino is a weather event where the equilateral Pacific Ocean to our west gets unusually warm, while now El Nino is the opposite, with the ocean getting unusually cold. Now, El Nino happens due to changes in the ocean and atmospheric systems in the Pacific, and it impacts global weather. Now, during El Nino, the rainfall also moves eastward, causing flooding in Peru and drought in Indonesia and as far as Australia. And this shift in weather patterns can cause massive changes in weather in regions all around the world beyond the Pacific. Now, on the vast expanse of the Pacific Ocean, the waters, they begin to shift and change as the year comes to a close. El Nino typically happens near the end of fall and into the December winter months. Now, this transformation was first noticed by fishermen way back in the 1500s off the coast of South America, which heralded the arrival of a powerful and mysterious phenomenon which they coined El Nino. Now, like the quiet whispers of a prophecy unfolding, the seas grow very unusually warm, altering the lives of all kinds of marine creatures and those who depend on the oceans for substance. Now, the name El Nino, a very powerful sign, I believe, translates, and it comes to mean from the term, which means little boy or Christ child in Spanish. It carries with it echoes of, in fact, a very coming divine intervention. Now, the choice of this name is a prominent reflection of its timing. They named it El Nino because this event occurs near Christmas time. Now, as if the heavens were bestowing a sign, and this phenomenon makes its presence known, not with a roar, but with a gentle, subtle warming of the ocean surface. Now, just as prophecies in biblical times foretold of major significant events, the arrival of El Nino is no less monumentous. Now, El Nino, in all its might and mystery, serves as a reminder of the interconnectedness of our world, much like all of the prophecies of the Bible that transcend borders. It impacts, too, transcends the boundaries of nations and continents. Now, could the unusual weather patterns we're observing be more than mere physical phenomenon? Could these unprecedented shifts in the weather be cosmic signals telling us of unseen changes happening not just in our physical world, but also in the spiritual realms? Are these extreme weather events, the searing heat waves, the devastating floods, the intense hurricanes, possibly 
an alarm bell ringing, warning us of a fundamental transformation, major changes occurring in the world beyond our perception. Could it all be that these are not merely climate disruptions, but in fact are a divinely orchestrated sign of a major spiritual change and trajectory of an unfolding prophecy? Now, the last El Nino to occur was actually, in fact, exactly about seven years ago in 2016, right at the cusp of the 2016 presidential elections. Now, the number seven is a very significant symbol throughout Bible prophecy in which it symbolizes an anointed time between a period between unique to any other events related in time in itself. Now, it is God's way of saying to us that this is an appointed time that I have set aside for a very specific and unique purpose, and is which is where we get the entire prophetic timeline from. Now, in the book of Jeremiah, God decrees a sentencing period of 70 years for Israel to serve in retribution and retaliation against Israel for not obeying the Sabbath and for not allowing the land to rest. So God then exiled Israel in repayment in which the land did in fact rest, and it rested in desolation and became uninhabitable. Now this is where we get Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy from, where each week serves as a period of a 77-year cycles. Now, it was Israel's 69th cycle where Jesus came and he went to the cross. And it was from that very moment on, the cycle was actually placed on pause, waiting for the final seven-year sentence to be fulfilled, which will mark the final seven-year tribulation period ruled by the Antichrist. Now, in addition to El Nino, we have another incredible prophetic sign that will appear over the nation on April 8th, 2024 through another American total solar eclipse, marking again seven years from the very last total solar eclipse, which occurred on Monday, August 21st, 2017. Now, these two paths of totality will intersect over the nation, forming a giant X right smack down the middle of the nation. Now, this X in the Hebrew comes from the Hebrew letter of the word Tav. The Hebrew letter Tav is the very last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which means to mark, and it also means truth. So this word is only seen once throughout the entire Bible, and it is found in Ezekiel chapter 9, where a mark of protection was placed upon the foreheads of those who lamented over the sins being committed on the very first Jewish uh, temple just prior to its destruction. So this is the same context where we also get the marking of the doorposts in the Exodus Passover story. And it's also the context for both the marking of the beast and the seal of the 144,000 witnesses during the final seven-year tribulation period. So make absolutely no mistake about this. These signs are clear to us. This is very specific, is a very specific time in our history and in our nation where we are being marked for an anointed purpose. I believe for a coming tremendous storm about to take hold over the nation. I believe the nation has in fact reached a climax in its sin against the Lord God in which we are about to answer for them. Now, prophecy number one that I believe is about to be fulfilled is concerning Biden's resignation and with a Kamala Harris 
presidency. Two whistleblowers claim that Hunter Biden received, quote, preferential treatment when prosecutors offered a plea deal this week that included just two tax misdemeanors. They told Congress that IRS investigators recommended far more serious felony Let's charges. Let's get to your big story this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you're joining us from, which is Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, of course, after five years of being investigated by the IRS and prosecutors, uh, has been charged with federal crimes. Uh, this was the front page of the Washington Post. Just look at this. I, just take a look at this, how the media does this in Washington. Here's the Washington Post. Look at that picture. Do you think that they would do that with Trump? But I'm just I'm just asking, would they have a big like love fest picture like him hugging Melania and, and like Donald Trump? It looks Trump like he's Jr. carrying a giant Bible. Right, is he carrying right. a giant he Bible? Is. He is. I didn't even see that. Oh my god, my giant Bible for inauguration day and here's a big here's a big kiss, Hunter. Hunter Biden reaches deal to plead guilty in tax and gun case. That's the Washington Post. I mean, you want to know what, what kind of a clown world we live in. Just look at the framing of that. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. Laughing all the way to the bank. That was President Biden repeatedly denying discussing foreign business deals with his son, Hunter. The House Oversight Committee now releasing more WhatsApp messages uh, purportedly sent by Hunter Biden, this time to a Chinese energy company associate. Here's the WhatsApp message. In 2017, he writes this 10 million per annum budget to use to further the interest of this G. The House Oversight Committee are digging deeper into President Biden and his family's business practices. Now, this comes as part of a probe into the family's financial dealings ahead of the 2020 election. The committee's chairman, Representative James Comer, released the latest accusations earlier today. Now, he Sticking with the media, you wouldn't know it following our media, but the political leader of the closest and most important ally Australia has is embroiled in a massive corruption scandal. US President Joe Biden and his family are now facing calls to explain the millions of dollars from foreign nationals that's found its way into their bank accounts. We've seen revealing text messages where a Biden family member is demanding payments from Chinese Communist Party operatives and whistleblowers, and it reveals a network of payments for policy all under the stewardship of the Biden family. And apparently Joe Biden was in the room. These make a mockery of Biden's claims to never have discussed business with his perverted crackhead son. Today, the House Oversight Committee released its findings following a months-long investigation into Hunter Biden and his family. Chairman James Comer alleges the Biden family received millions of dollars from foreign entities in Romania and China. Before the Department the of Justice may be prepared to close the book on the Hunter Biden saga, but on Capitol Hill, Republicans are just getting Late started. Late last week, House Republicans released hundreds of pages of transcripts from two IRS whistleblowers who made a variety of allegations about Hunter Biden and the DOJ investigation. Now, over the last four years since before the 2020 elections, I have, in fact, prophesied numerous times of a coming Kamala Harris presidency, a revelation which was revealed to me by the Lord through a vision. Vision. Now, on Friday evening of September 25th, 2020, just a couple of months prior to the 2020 elections, I had a very alarming vision that warned me of a coming Kamala Harris presidency. Now, at the time of that vision, I had no idea that that vision was, in fact, about Kamala Harris. And it wasn't until actually after the 2020 presidential elections where I truly understood what the vision meant. Now, in that vision, 
I was inside of a large house, and it was in the middle of the night. Uh, there were many rooms within this house, and within each room were various households who I believed were Christian households. And, but in fact, everyone was actually asleep, and I was the only one that was awake. Now, I was standing in the main living room of this house directly in front of the main entryway of the home, and it was completely pitch black, and there were no lights on. And in previous dreams, in fact, the house has actually symbolized to me the nation. Then suddenly, without warning, a very large black dog with red glowing eyes, in fact, appeared before me. Now, I didn't enter. Uh, the dog did not enter through the front door, but it was just miraculously standing right in front of me inside of this house. And then the, the dog began to speak to me, and it was speaking in a foreign language that I didn't understand. It just kept repeating the same phrase over and over. And I was so terrified, and I began to pray and lift up a prayer for deliverance, for protection, and safety. And as I was praying, suddenly an angel of the Lord then appeared before me and banished the dog. The angel said to me, do not be afraid. And then I asked the angel what the message was, in which the angel had told me. The angel said that the dog had said to me that it was a warning to the nation, saying, prepare the way for Lilith. The destroyer is coming. <laughs> now, again, I had no idea at that time that that vision was uh, anything related to Kamala Harris, and it wasn't until after the elections occurred where I realized what what the dream meant. Now, in the vision, the Lord did not refer to Kamala by her earthly name, but instead he referred to her by another name, one that has been intertwined with Israel's idolatry and desolation, the same name, the same identity, the same entity who in fact possessed Jezebel during the times of the evil reign of King Ahab. Now, in some forms in the Old Testament, she is also known as Ishtar. The church has also called her Jezebel, but the prophet Isaiah reveals her true identity, which is found in Isaiah 34:14, known as Lilith. Now, Lilith dates back to a time when Israel rebelled against God and was saturated in idolatry. It was encompassed by false gods and defying God's authority. This very demonic spirit symbolized a very reoccurring cycle of spiritual insurrection, serving as a warning, a warning bell of looming catastrophe should drastic alterations not be undertaken. Now, this demonic entity, Lilith, only appears in the Bible just once, and it's found in the text of Isaiah 34, 14, which this very passage is steeped in very heavy prophetic weight. The context is one of impeding doom and judgment, a divine reckoning of nations who have strayed from the path of righteousness. Now, in this context, in the very passages of Isaiah 34, 14, this particular scene is set in the desolate aftermath of Israel's transgressions, a stark canvas of devastation and ruin. Amid the silence of the forsaken land, the name Lilith appears, and it emerges, an eerie whisper, that echoes throughout the desolate expanse, and the name is associated with darkness, a harbinger of doom and destruction, a spectral presence, 
amid the barren wastelands. It stands as a haunting reminder of the catastrophic consequences of defiance against God's order, a very chilling warning etched into the sacred scriptures of all eternity. Now, although the name Lilith appears just once in the Bible, the sinister echoes of her influence are found throughout the entire Bible and throughout the entire world's history. In the Old Testament, this very entity assumes another guise, what she is known as Ishtar. Ishtar is a figure shrouded in mythology. She was revered in the Semitic pantheon as a dual-faced goddess of love and fertility. And she was chief in the lands of Assyria. She donned the mantle of, of the war goddess. Her influence also seeped into very corners of Babylon and Assyria. Cities and towns uh, throughout Babylon and Assyria housed temples and chapels that were erected in her honor. Now, the city of Babylon uh, in the city of Babylon was particularly devoted, with over 180 open-air roadside shrines that were dedicated to her worship. Her hymns and prayers and frequent and favorite uh, echoed throughout the city as she was adorned as the, also as the goddess of fertility. Revered as the Lady of the Lands, Ishtar's influence extended across the ancient Near East, often under different names. She was equated also with Isis and Egypt, the male deity altar in South Arabia, Astarte in Greece, and uh, Anat in Syria. The women in Judah often drew criticism for creating sacrificial cakes and incense in her honor, worshiping her under the title of the Queen of Heaven. Now, according to the Babylonian tradition, in her role as the Sumerian Inanna, she descended into the underworld in search for her absent lover, Tomas. Now, this journey led to this uh, type of temporary secession of fertility, which caused women to be barren and lament. Now, in her various forms and capacities, Ishtar was also often symbolized by the celestial bodies personified as the evening and morning star, a famous and very frequent end-time symbol, which is depicted by the prophet Isaiah, a connection to the fall of Lucifer. So therefore, if the Antichrist is the embodiment of Satan on earth, then the arrival of Lilith, also known as Kamala, will mirror the very female counterpart. She is also widely believed to be a part of the very unholy trinity, uh, satanic unholy trinity, consisting of her, Satan, and Belial. Now, the 2020 presidential elections, which was marred by scandal and controversy, I believe served as a very pivotal turning point and a warning to our nation, something beyond just a political election. Now, if you look deeper into the name of Kamala itself, in the ancient, in the ancient language in the Hindu Sanskrit, Kamala's name actually translates to mean lotus flower a name that came from the Hindu goddess Lakshmir. Now, Lakshmir holds a deep connection to Baal and Ishtar as she presides over wealth, prosperity, and fertility. Now, according to the Hindu uh, worship of Lakshmir, Lakshmi is the mother of Kama and the god of love, which is a narrative that parallels to the Greek goddess of Aphrodite and her son Eros, with Aphrodite also emerging 
from the foaming seed. Now, in inextricably tied to the lotus flower, Lakshmi is sometimes referred to as the lotus goddess. Now, the lotus flower, notably, is a red water lily. The term lily is a derivative of the name Lilith, thus rendering Kamala's name as a potential synonym for Lilith. So the 2020 presidential appointment of Biden was not necessarily about Biden himself, but I believe instead serves as a transitioning point that is slowly beginning to shift to Kamala. Now this progression resonate of ancient Israel's historic trajectory is morphing into a more sinister omen. It hints and prophesies of a looming disaster and a decimation of a nation of the United States, once being a beacon of light, proudly heralding the gospel message to all the corners of the world. And on November 2nd of 2021, almost one year later, after the 2020 presidential elections, I also had a vision where I saw Joe Biden officially resigning. And here's the official word which I published on our site, and it reads, Last night, Monday night, November 1st, I had another vision. I dreamt that a, a major scandal or some very serious corruption incident had been revealed of some sort against Joe Biden, which resulted in an official impeachment inquiry. The incident was not clear to me, but it was bad enough. Rather being impeached, Joe Biden officially resigned. And then I saw on the news Kamala Harris was about to be sworn in as the 47th president of the United States. I say all that to say um, that you know, my comments to the speaker and to my colleagues is that, in my view, we actually have a two-track process for impeachment. I think the first is the first is with uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General. This, the second is with the President of the United States. Now, I, I, want, I want to be, be clear on this, and, and this is the part where this is really uh, concerning. Um, with, with what is going on um, at the political levels of the IRS and the, and the Department of Justice and the FBI, um, there is a complete lack of trust uh, with, with the political brass of these agencies. I think you have a lot of men and women who work in these agencies. They are patriots. They are good people. They're Republicans. They're Democrats. They're independents. They do their job. They follow the law. But what we have seen is that it is the political brass that has caused so many problems. So I think that impeachment is one thing, but wholesale reform of these agencies at the political level is another. And that, that must be done. That must be done. The, the, the last thing is, and even when we took the majority and we knew in oversight, we knew in oversight that we were going to look into these suspicious activity reports because we were given information about it and we really wanted to follow through. And even from the beginning, you know, people said, oh, OK, you guys are in charge. Now go to now go and impeach. And my state, my statement has always been clear. Impeachment is serious. This is a serious charge against 
an official of our government if we go to that level. And we shouldn't cheapen it um, just because you know of political getbacks, even though what happened to the former president was wrong and should not have happened. That you, you got to have the evidence. You got to have the facts. Um, and I'll just tell you, from everything I've seen, we're close to having all the evidence we need. And I'll leave it at that. Now, prophecy number two that I believe is about to be immediately fulfilled very soon is the collapsing of the United States economy and its financial sectors. Now, I had several visions that have to do with both the U.S. dollar and its falling as the world reserve currency status as it relates to the war in Ukraine. And I've had other visions, other visions that relate to the unsustainable debt crisis in the nation and the overall inflation and ballooning in several markets, including the housing markets, the stock markets, and infrastructure, and in government, and also in the oil and energy sectors. Now, on Monday evening of November 15th of 2020, just after the 2020 presidential elections, I had a vision concerning the U.S. economy. Now, I'm actually not going to get into the full entirety of this particular vision because it's uh, extremely lengthy. There's a lot of elements to it. And so since I've covered this uh, particular vision so many times, I'm just going to include the links in the amount section and reference uh, this word and this vision and related videos in the about section of this video. But in summary, Concerning this vision, I saw the economy crashing, and it was symbolized through a roof of a house in which the house underwent massive construction and expansion that it became unsustainable, in which I saw the roof of this house completely collapse. And the way that the collapse began was that it was not evident at first. It started with slow cracks in the walls and in the ceiling, and then eventually there was too much weight on the roof of this house. And the, and the class began uh, at the back of the house, and it started slowly, and it escalated very rapidly, very quickly, resembling like a domino effect, and it looked like a massive tsunami wave. It completely wrecked and destroyed the entire house. And in that word that was published on November 23rd of 2020, I quote, The timing of the dream beginning in November 2020 and within the dream was near the Christmas and holiday seasons, which indicates that events will transpire and begin to manifest starting in November. And since the class began in the rear sections of the house, it will not be visible in up front, but those in the back will have the responsibility to warn those who do not see the dangers. The walls represent borders, security, and infrastructure. If the nation's current government administration continues to proceed with its current open border policies and to expand its infrastructure, the roof will become vulnerable. It will not be able to sustain the weight and it will collapse. Exactly one year later to the very date, on November 15th of 2021, President Biden signed a $1 trillion $1 trillion infrastructure bill into law that would later result in massive levels of the highest inflation numbers in the United States in nearly 50 years. It is not the news you want to hear, but inflation rages on. New numbers out today show May's consumer price index rose 8.6% in the past year, the most 
in four decades. That's right, Wit. A year ago, the national price for a gallon of milk was $349. Now it's around $420, depending on where you live, a 20% increase. These higher costs across the board are part of why all Americans are feeling the pinch. Inflation Nation. Americans are paying significantly more for basics such as food, fuel, and rent. I basically just got struggle food and some popsicles. The consumer price index rose 8.6% in May to a new 40-year high and signaled that price pressures may be here for a while. Food costs soaring this morning. Meats, poultry, fish, and eggs seeing an average increase of more than 14% from last May. For American families coping with the squeeze, there are many streets. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Robin. And as you say, this is a critical report on assessing the health of the U.S. economy. Prices up in April from a year ago, 8.3%. That is still a 40-year high, though it is a lower pace than what we saw in March, where prices were up 8.5% from a year ago. And the trouble here is that it's really inescapable. If you look at prices across the board, food prices have now been up for 17 consecutive months, up 9.4% from a year ago. Energy prices came down a bit, but they're still up 30.3% from a year ago. Shelter costs up 5.1%. That is rents, the cost of housing for Americans also going up. You see airfares and new cars also going up in prices, and that's weighing on things, particularly when you consider the fact that wages, which are up significantly 5.5% from a year ago, are not keeping up with this inflation. Now, it's not only a question for American families, keeping things out of reach, making it too expensive to go to the grocery store or the gas station. The other question this raises is what it means for the economy more broadly. It can mean a recession, and there are many economists who believe the odds are now increasing for that. If you look back to World War II, you've seen these rising prices precede every recession. And then on April 15th of 2022, I saw a second vision pertaining to the U.S. economy, but this one was much more specific concerning the U.S. dollar and its falling status as the world reserve currency. Here's exactly what I published. I was watching the war in Ukraine and I was observing the United States and the Western NATO allies continue to provide financial and military aid to Ukraine, and I was ponder pondering the outcome of the war, how long the war will last and who would win the war. As I was thinking about this, I suddenly heard a voice say to me, watch what will happen. Then, as I was observing the war in Ukraine, I suddenly saw the value of the U.S. dollar in the currency began to plummet, greatly impacting the U.S. and Western NATO allies in Europe. I turned to the Middle East and to Asia, and I saw major oil deals being done in other currencies, favoring other nations and their currencies. I didn't see which countries in specific, but I had the foreknowledge that the OPEC countries, along with Saudi Arabia, shifted away from the United States, completely undoing the original deals that were once made in the 70s. And as I watched the value of the U.S. dollar and its currency plummet, I then saw the economies and the currencies and the European NATO countries also began to fall as well. And when this happened, I saw the United States and Western NATO allies could no longer financially support the military assistance to Ukraine. Now, just as I had foreseen, and just as the Lord had warned what happened, like clockwork, within a couple of months from that word, something that was unheard of, that would have never happened just a year ago, 
or two years ago. Nations like China, India, Saudi Arabia, many others began to make major oil trade deals and other currencies outside of the U.S. dollar petro system. In addition to this, the rise of the BRICS alliances also began emerging with their plans of de-dollarization. Is the United States dollar under threat? We should prepare to lose our position as holder of the world's reserve currency. That is happening in slow motion. It's unmistakable. I think it's, I, I will use the word doomed in, in the long... Treasury Secretary Yellen finally admitted that we are indeed watching the end of the United States dollar hegemony unfold. Yellen said, expect a gradual decline in the dollar's share of global reserves. As de-dollarization of the international economy is gaining momentum, this is spearheaded by powerful countries like China and Russia. At the recent state visits by Chinese President Xi Jinping in Russia, President Vladimir Putin indicated that they are in favor of using Chinese currency for trade in other parts of the world, like Africa, Asia and Latin America. The Kremlin has been slapped with a raft of sanctions by the Western world for invading Ukraine. America's influence is being tested on another front, currency. The de-dollarization campaign, it's a real thing now. Even American banks can't ignore it. JP Morgan, it is one of America's leading banks. The bank has recognized that the domination of the dollar is... Now, although many people believe that de-dollarization may in fact take years, I believe that when the, our economy starts taking its inevitable downward spiral, this could also have a massive influence over the overall strength of the U.S. dollar and which the other nations who have already been taking massive steps which will already be in the perfect position to not only take the lead in the new world reserve currency, but will profit off the dollar's collapse. Now, the last and final prophecy, the very third prophecy in connection to both the very first two prophecies, I believe a massive attack is coming against our nation's very northeastern coast, which will destroy New York City and I believe also destroying half of Washington, D.C., initiating World War III. Now, when Kamala Harris is appointed to the presidency as a result of Biden's resignation or impeachment, our nation's enemies will see this as a very rare opportunity to carry out its plans and will attack the U.S. in its most vulnerable moment. I also believe that just as the markets positively reacted to a Trump presidency, the markets will massively have an opposite, negatively reaction to a Kamala Harris presidency. And it will be the final tipping point where everything, I believe all these prophecies will converge together and will happen all at once. Her sign into the presidency will be a symbol of looming disaster both economy, or economically, spiritually, and morally, and physical disasters of both from natural disasters and also coming military strikes. Now, her, her short term in office, which I believe will be short, will be marked by an unprecedented level of severe Christian persecution. I believe she will quickly move to eradicate believers from all sectors of the public square. I believe she will target schools. She'll target churches and public offices. She'll wield the entire force of the nation's Justice Department to coerce her sinister plans. I believe she will make drastic and quick moves to weaken law enforcement in our nation. 
she'll send a wave of unheard of pardons in some of the nation's most horrific criminals. She will show herself to be a champion to the LGBT and some of the nation's most far-left, aggressive, left-winging factions. She will attack even her own uh, moderate Democratic centers of her own party. And her short tenure will be marked by the most chaotic division ever in a presidential cabinet. By the, uh, but her time, I believe, is going to be short. And when she is appointed, our nation's enemies, I believe, as I said before, will see this as a sign of weakness. And they will move against the nation and it will attack it. She will be the doom of both the Republican and Democrats alike. And through her, the Lord God, I believe, will bring quick retaliation against the corruption that has occurred in our nation's government. Now, although this video is technically about three prophecies that will come to pass, there is one final prophecy that I also want to mention, I believe, that will occur. A fourth one, which entails... I believe the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church with the rise of an Elijah-like prophetic spirit upon the nation that will be called into action. Now, in the midst of this, the spirit of Elijah will move upon a select few that will rise up against Kamala or Lilith. Just as Elijah had risen up in the past against the same adversary, they will be emboldened. They, with the same power that the apostles had, and their words will carry far and wide, and I believe they will spark a revival and unity among the body of Christ throughout the nation. And through this, another great awakening will come. And so we are not without hope. We are not without a future, and we are not without a purpose. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, guys, that's going to conclude this broadcast episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please get in touch with me either through our website or by leaving a comment below. Now, as always, stay encouraged. Keep running your race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Do not lose hope and never give up. Thank you.